Aloha. Hello. Is that Gosh, how they I think say this it is... in Baltimore? Yeah, they say hello. <laughs> they say hello in Hawaii too, turns out. No, they say <laughs> aloha. Yeah, that's what they say. Hey, people, this is Schmodcast, <laughs> the podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca, the interrupting one. <laughs> We're both interrupters. That's part of how the schmod works, man. It's part of its charm. What were you saying at the beginning? Or was it, was it going to be a really good intro that I ruined? No, I was saying hello. Oh, perfect. Hello, like that. Hello. So good. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, a schmodcast. Yeah, ep- this is schmodcast episode 43 titled Cha Cha Cha. Um, and it's the podcast that's just two platonic life partners getting ready for happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Cha cha. Exactly. <laughs> Our intro question this week is what kind of cake or dessert do you want for your birthday this year? And or do you recall having a really good birthday cake or dessert sometime in your past or like a go-to dessert mm-hmm. you wanted for your birthday as a kid? You may already know this, but for many, many years, because my birthday, the day after my birthday is my uncle's birthday, not the mm-hmm. same year. Um, <clears throat> and he and I both share the same favorite cake, which is cheesecake. Mm-hmm. And so for our like birthdays around our time period, his mother-in-law, Momo, is what we called her. She would make us an amaretto cheesecake and we'd have one regular Coke and a slice of cheesecake. And that was how we did birthdays. Cute. Mm-hmm. So homemade so I think, original cheesecake. Yeah. Like the fanciest cheesecake you've ever seen in your whole entire life. And she'd oh. do different flavors every year. But the amaretto one was especially delicious with the Coke. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I think that's what I want for my birthday this year. I'm probably Ooh. not going to make an amaretto cheesecake. I'm going to buy a slice of cheesecake. Yeah. Or, you think you'll be you able to find that? Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, I got to make one. Oh, my God. Well, I, I do make a mean cheesecake, so I might make a cheesecake. Have you ever made me a cheesecake? Probably not. Wow. I didn't know that you make cheesecake. Yeah, there. Um, I have, my grandma has a really good recipe for a very classic New York style cheesecake. You know what makes a cheesecake New York style, and what are the other styles? Yeah, so this is this isn't even a hot top, just like a bonus lecture for everyone. I know. So, <clears throat> so the so a New York style cheesecake. When when we say that, what we mean is that there is like a instead of it all being one consistent cheesecake, there's a top layer of sour cream that sits on the top. So if you've ever cut Mm. a cheesecake and seen like a white layer on the top, and then the rest is that like dense cheesecakey consistency, that's New York style. Okay, interesting. I've definitely had New York style cheesecake, but I don't recall that. So I'll have to like look at it. Yeah, it's got a topping is basically all it is. And then um, then a lot of people put cherries on top. Mm-hmm. But technically, the to... topping is not what makes it the style, but that's just classic. Yeah, yeah. I think usually when I have a piece of cheesecake in front of me, I eat it so quickly that I have no idea what it looked like. Yeah, that's yeah. that's also the hallmark of a good cheesecake. I like <laughs> uh, kind of like the Cheesecake Factory, right? They just realize that cheesecake is delicious, and then if you put any other thing that tastes good next it's to good. it on it, yeah. in it, it's good. It's yeah. also good. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I used what to about have, you? 
Well, I rotated through a few different things as a kid of what I liked. I remember requesting angel food cake with whipped cream and strawberries. That was a fave. And I also remember um, when my mom learned to make um, ice cream cakes, that that was something. The ice cream cakes became a thing at like Baskin Robbins or whatever. So my mom learned how to make them at home and make them like more affordable. Fancy. And they were very, very good. So I think the last few years that I did like a birthday at home, that's what I would have requested. But this year, I don't know. I'm going to have sheet cake for sure. But I don't think I have another dessert that I'm like dying for. Mm-hmm. I already have a bunch of ice cream here, so. Oh, okay, good. good. Cause that, <laughs> that's the other thing I was going to suggest is that you get ice cream. Just like have some ice cream, man. This is yeah. whatever ice cream you can get your hands on. Happy birthday. Just, just like a cheesecake, any flavor. They're all any good. Any flavor. It's all good. That's a good episode name. Maybe our next episode will be called It's All Good. <gasps> then we can teach everybody that tennis game. Yes, that's a really good game. <laughs> It'll be great on audio. Anyway. Yeah. Well, so that's our little intro and our connects and corrects. You want to launch into connects and corrects for us? Yeah. So um, big, big connect. Marmy texted um, that she mm-hmm. Googled Java sparrows and says, quote, they are so damn cute. And quote. Yes. Yeah. Um, we agree. And I'm so glad you Googled them. If you haven't yet and you're listening, you should Google them right now. They're so cute. Java sparrows. Little Google puffins it. and tuxedos. Yeah. I love them. They're so sweet. Uh, our next connect and correct is just for me to say, I'm sorry about my audio in the last episode called Lemonade. So here's what happened. What? what? What happened is I had been using some earbuds on Bluetooth. I had disconnected from that. But when we sat down to record the episode, my phone reconnected to those earbuds because they were like too too nearby. Mm. And so I recorded the whole episode. Instead of it being through my phone, which was right in front of my mouth hole, it was recording on the earbuds like three feet away inside the case inside my fanny pack which somehow miracle of miracles still picked up my voice and like recorded the whole thing just i had to put the volume on that recording like all the way up Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which gave it some weird like background kind of clicking noises and Mm -hmm. also sometimes made it difficult to hear what i was saying I am sorry. Let, this is a good right now, actually, just to double check my Bluetooth isn't on right now. Yeah. And while you're doing that, I just want to remind everyone that at the time of this recording and slightly before, Mercury's in retrograde. So oh like, this gosh. is not, Rachel should not apologize to you. The planet Mercury mm-hmm. should. It really should. Mercury is in the microwave and I'm just over it already. Yeah. We're having some tech challenges. Uh, so speaking of the biggest tech challenge of them all was that I flew from Hawaii to Baltimore. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Boom. All of a sudden speakers on my phone do not work. The speakers do not work. The top speaker, the bottom speakers, none of the speakers work. I'm like, what's wrong with the speakers? You can hear sound coming out of them, but it's very quiet. My headphones work. So it's not the sound on my, it's not like the software. That's a problem. It's the hardware. So I yeah. do all these like fix it, pro- like problem solves, 
can't get it to solve. So I restart my phone and uh, reboot. My phone's like, we can't use your face. We can't use your fingerprint. You have to put in your passcode. And I was jet lagged. And maybe it, because of Mercury, I could not remember my pin to this fucking phone. I tried it 30 different times. <laughs> I like when I'm so confident that I know it and I just keep re-entering the same one. I don't even try. And I, I like, re-entered no, the I'm, same one. I re-entered they're like, it's not it. One. I'm like, it's, this is I it. I started <laughs> gaslighting myself. And then finally, I was like, I cannot, will not go to sleep without my phone working. I don't know why I thought that was so important. It's just, you know, it's an extra what limb. If, what right? if someone calls? What, yeah. if, what if something happened? I only have one other phone and a computer to communicate to people with. <laughs> Um, so I factory reset my phone because I thought mm-hmm. that might fix it. And when you factory reset your phone, the only way to keep all the data is by, guess what? Entering your PIN code. No! <laughs> so it kept being like, do you have an old device that you just want to transfer the data? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, I do. And they were like, what's the PIN code? And I was like, you motherfuckers. So I lost all the dates. It's not a problem. Um, I'm, I just had to download every new app. And it did, I mean, anything I had saved to my Google was there. So like my contacts were still in the phone. Yeah. But just like, it's just the tiny irritants or not so tiny, but it's just like, you, you lost, like, the things that had happened in the last couple of days yeah. that hadn't yet backed up. And I was just yeah. like, this is what Mercury wants from me right now. And then get this. So get this. But get this, though. Because, like, what, what happened is after I reset the, the phone and it got all my stupid apps back on it, I did, like, a one-hour-long Google Pixel tech support chat about, like, how my fucking speakers aren't working and they were like, eventually they said, we can't fix this for you. You're going to have to take it to a store to have them check the speakers. So I'd like sorted all that out. I was like hours away from going to have this done. And the speakers started working. And then did you just go, miracle of miracles, wonder of wonder? I, I'm so grateful and also just so irritated and confused about what, why they weren't working for the 48 hours prior. <laughs> Right. What, what happened to right. you, speakers? <clears throat> yeah. The the tech support guy was like, uh, is there water in them? So I guess maybe they had some moisture in them, but I was like, sir, if there were, if I knew for sure that there was water in them, I would have led with that, first of all. Second of all, there's speakers on like three different sides of this phone and all of them are not working. All of them were broken. Yeah. yeah. And then he'd be like, have you tried resetting the software? I was like, I've told you already, I did a factory reset of the whole phone. It is a hardware problem. I was trying to get them to send me a new phone. Right. And they were, they knew that that's what you're trying I know, to do. So they but were it was, like. It's only a year old phone. <clears throat> so I was like, this is your fault, obviously. I could have dropped it in the toilet and it would still be your fault because it's only a year old. Exactly. Isn't that the rules? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the warranty has a toilet bullet. Yeah, for sure. Anybody listening to this, if you know the <laughs> rules about dropping a brand new phone in the toilet and having it replaced, please weigh in. And I'll just let you know in advance that the correct answer is yes, Rachel, they owe you a new phone. 
Now, is it just in the first year or does it go past that? Like, where's your line? I mean, Two at least years? within the first year, though, at least, you know, the fo- if you've had it for less than a year, the speakers can't just decide when to work and when not to work. They have to work all the time. <clears throat> Especially if you didn't submerge it in the water for a I long did time. not submerge it in the water at all, to my knowledge. <laughs> not that I kept oh. saying that to him too. He said, "Are the speakers damaged?" I said, "Not to my knowledge." Which is why he was like, "This is sus." Not to my knowledge. Why? You got to say no. You got to just say. And no. then and then he and then he said, "If you want us to fix it, you can mail it to us." And I said, Who "Are can you mail a phone?" I said, "Are you going to send me a different phone to use while you fix mine?" What am I going to do no. without my phone? That's such a funny option. Isn't that interesting? You know who also doesn't like hearing not to my knowledge? The yeah. um the the gate agents when you're checking a bag and they're asking if like oh you my packed gosh. your stuff. Has anybody put anything in there? They don't not want to you to say knowledge. not to my knowledge. They don't want it. And if you ever like when they're like, Have you left your bags unattended or whatever, you just not have to, to my say knowledge. no. They don't like not to my knowledge. I, I tried say it that on to them once. I wouldn't they say didn't that like to it. Them. What what happened when you tried it? <clears throat> They were like, not to your knowledge. Did you leave your bag unattended for any point of time? And I was like, not really. Well, what happened was. What I happened? Did, what what I was, happened so is. I had to go to the bathroom, solo traveler problems. And I, I had like a big bag that wouldn't fit in the stall with me. It was like a tiny stall and a big bag. So I put the bag like along the wall in the bathroom. So for that 60 seconds, I don't know. Somebody could have done something. It That's had really, technically really overly been diligent. out of my sight, though. And the question yeah. they asked was, like, has the bag been, like, unattended for any period of time? And, like, even a second is a period of time. Oh, my gosh, Rebecca. So, you vague knew better. question, vague answer. That's you what happened. Better. You knew better. I made it. I eventually, I figured it out. And now <laughs> I just tell them, no. absolutely not. Never. never. Not I even when it's at home, I watch the bag. I watch the bag I at home even. I sleep in it. I, I sleep with my hand on the, it's locked and I hold it in my fist just in case someone might sneak in and try to sew something into the lining. Yep. Like cocaina. Oh, gosh. That's Another probably. thing you just shouldn't reference. You shouldn't say that You're at airports. Not, what else can you not say at airports? Bomb, Bomb, cocaine, not to my knowledge. Were you with me during that travel period where I couldn't stop saying bomb when I went to an airport? <laughs> no, I don't think Do you know so. That? I feel Did like you know I would, that about me? I feel like I just you would have broken that habit the minute you got to Morocco. Strong impulse to talk about bombs at the airport because i knew i wasn't supposed to and so i would sing la bomba to like Uh get myself through it that's interesting you maybe do have some oppositional defiance or something i don't know i don't know we're gonna look into that i don't don't want to i want to do the rules now that's just like oppositional defiance against your own personality now just opposing (laughs) everything yeah. Oh my God! We have really, we really digressed. We got to go back. We got to go back to cha cha cha. Okay, our next yeah. connect and correct is we we've brought up the Book of Mormon, the musical, a few times here now, and I really wanted someone else to do this research for us to find out is it like too um, yeah is it is it too mean and nobody mm-hmm. else has done it, so I just googled it real quick and I found a very compelling 2011. Uh, NPR article by a writer named Janice Simpson and Mm -hmm. her take on it was basically that it's 
Okay, yes, it says terrible things about Mormons. We knew it was going to do that. It's in the title. Maybe not a lot of Mormons are going to want to watch the show. Which her mm-hmm. real problem with it was all the anti-African sentiment. And so I have a couple yeah. quotes for you on that. And she says, quote, it's all played for can't you take a joke laughs. But how funny mm-hmm. can it be that AIDS ravaged Africa, that warlords oppress their fellow citizens, or that women and children are subjected to forced clitoridectomies? Later, she says quote, that the performers, quote, are adept at playing the text while signifying that they know what's really going on. The problem is whether the people yucking it up in the audience know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I really like that line because I think it summarizes for me what my what I was saying, my, my trepidation about really um, encouraging people to watch Book of Mormon. I don't have a problem with the content itself because I know it's all tongue-in-cheek and it's it's like we're insulting everyone and that the performers don't really believe it. I don't have that much faith in my fellow audience members. Mm. I think the problem for me is that, that, you know, I know folks who are Mormon and I do respect their religion. I'm not sure I trust that the other people in the audience respect Mormons. I you know, have traveled a bit in sub-Saharan Africa and know that these stereotypes are super untrue and overblown. I don't mm-hmm. trust that most of the other audience members actually know that. So that's what my problem with it is. Gotcha. And you don't think it got better in the last 12 years since <laughs> Janice wrote that? I, I actually think people are getting stupider and more, um, more racist. Maybe not more, but just equally at least. It's not getting better. Do you think it's getting better? No. Well, I think it's a fallacy because, like, as we age and grow and learn more things and we learn about, like, you know, small child, there's right, there's wrong, there's no in between. And then as you get older, you start seeing all of the different sides to it and all of the pieces that go into it. And it's complicated, even though there might still be a binary about right and wrong. So I wonder if it's just like we tell ourselves a story that things are getting more evolved because we individually are yeah, kind of learning right. and growing and evolving. But that doesn't mean that I'm not like also growing and learning and evolving and like becoming more racist. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. not personally, right. but just people constantly changing makes them think that they're evolving even if they maybe aren't. They mm-hmm. might be regressing. Well, or, or, or in some cases maybe not regressing, but just... Um, I think some of our biases come out more as we get older because we stop caring if anyone knows that we're biased. We you, we lose some of our uh, desire to fit in and be mm-hmm. accepted as we age. That's a natural progression. And so the stereotype about older people being really offensive, I think, um, is partly true because we, we've stopped caring if we offend people at a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, again, we're way off track again, but fun to think about. Just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Get into the philosophy of musicals or something. Yeah. It's just, this is why I love musicals so much. They're light and they're deep. Light and deep. Both simultaneously. Like a cheesecake. Oh. Rich and fluffy. Hey, Rachel, do you know what season we're about to enter? Not Mercury Retrograde, a different season, a more exciting season. It's Schmatties time. The Schmatties. just around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and uh, I think last last episode is when we were talking about um, asking people to pitch some 
categories for Schmati Awards. Uh-huh. Because we're approaching our one-year anniversary, Schmodiversary. The Schmodiversary. Right. And so we actually got some fans um, submitting some nominations. And I want to just share a couple, a smattering, if you will. Mm -hmm. But the main ask for everybody's ears right now is, does this inspire you to submit other categories? We want to hear them. Because we have to select what the awards are going to be. Because this is the first Schmodies ever. Mm -hmm. And then... We got to figure out who wins. This is a very big deal. It's so serious. Mm-hmm. Category is best episode classic. Ooh, that's a top, top category. There's going to be a lot of contenders for best episode. Best episode title. Ooh. Now, mm-hmm. I imagine whatever wins best episode is also going to have a really good title since that highly affects, it impacts the quality of the episode, but... Yeah, it's a little like when the Academy Award goes to Best Actor, Best Actress. <laughs> is that one going to also win Best best Movie or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what Best mm-hmm. best of Everything, whatever the name of that one is. Mm-hmm. Um, outstanding Achievement by a Cruise Director. Ooh, competitive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I can narrow it down to two finalists, but I don't know. Uh, best musical performance that one Mm -hmm. uh, that one really delighted me because i didn't realize how much we sing on this thing (laughs) we do sing a lot we do sing a lot and the uke intro and the uke outro and Mm -hmm. christopher has some doings that go into the music so mm -hmm. oh so good Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I think, will also have a lot of competition, but mostly accidents. Um, most notable background sound. Oh, so good. <laughs> I uh, I especially like it because it's most notable, not necessarily most enjoyable or best in some way, just most oh. notable, something we noted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was marked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, best educational lecturer. I have a mm. feeling I'll compete with myself on this one. Well, how about we how about we change it to best educational lecture? not lecturer oh that's good yeah that's yeah that's good now it's really competitive <laughs> uh, most terrible audio quality <laughs> mm. i think this episode might actually be another contender because as you know rebecca i just noted that my phone is still not recording my it's it's not connected to the bluetooth but it's doing something weird it's mercury yeah Mercury's gonna win and lose that category mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> most likes are ums in a single mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to win that. Um, um, I also, I think we skipped one best performance oh. by a guest star. <gasps> or was mm-hmm. I saving it for last? Saving the best for last. I can't wait. That one's that one's going to be very exciting and really difficult to choose. We've had some yeah. amazing guest stars. With really good guest stars. Hmm. Well, I cannot wait for the Schmatties. This was a very extensive and awesome Connects and Corrects. And it's time to to just cruise direct ourselves right into the hot top for today, which is a joint hot top for our episode on Cha-Cha-Cha. Happy birthday to you, Cha-Cha-Cha. Uh, we are going to discuss the origins of the happy birthday song. Mm. Happy birthday to you, cha cha cha. What do you What do you got for us, Rebecca? What do you know about the origins of mm. this beautiful, beautiful song? Uh, well, okay. So, the song itself was originally not about happy birthday. It was written mm-hmm. 
by some teachers that mm-hmm. had a kindergarten class and it was a good morning to you song. So I was like, good morning, good morning to, to you. you. Cha-cha-cha. Good morning to you. Good morning, dear teacher. Good morning to all. That was the original song. Uh, good morning to all. Good morning to all. Yeah. Yeah, so that was what it was actually called, was Good Morning to All. And just for anybody who's, like, really into history, I looked these people up. It's Patty Hill and her sister Mildred in the 1890s uh, composed this song. Patty and now, Mildred. What a great yeah. name, Mildred Hill. She would have gone by Mill Hill or Millie Hill. Millie Hilly, yeah. So the Hill sisters published their Good Morning song in 1893, but um, never copyright wrote the alternative happy birthday song. But they did they did sub in other things because it's a kindergarten song. So mm-hmm. start off as Good Morning, and then when it was somebody's birthday, they would sub in the happy birthday words to that same familiar tune. Like oh, you you ha- read that they were the ones who who subbed in Happy Birthday. Well, that's the reason for this controversy, and that's really important to note because otherwise it makes it sound like they don't have a case. But they were the ones that were like, "Listen up, girlfriends! The song was Good Morning to to you, Good Morning to all, whatever." But sometimes we'd swap it in and be like, "Have a biscuit today," or like "Happy Birthday." Like the song, oh. they would swap in different terms. But Mill and Hill, or Mill, Mill and, and Patty, yeah, <laughs> Patty Mill and, and Hilly Hilly, say that they were like that. They not only did the "Good Morning to All" tune, but that they also originated the "Happy Birthday to You" lyrics. Yes, exactly. Mm. But because the song initially was a "Good Morning to All." tune and purpose that's the one they copy wrote okay okay so then in the 1920s and 30s their happy birthday version popped up in various song compilation books it also was in broadway i didn't even know yes that. i saw it that on, too on a musical called the bandwagon mm-hmm. um well okay so so that's why the hilly sisters and another family member got started bringing lawsuits challenging use of yes. the song in those works um yeah, so then in the 30s, they eventually won the copyright for the the song as it appeared in a songbook. But then in 1988, and this is like, some of us might know this controversy of not being able to sing Happy Birthday in, in like public settings. Because in 1988, ownership of that birthday song changed hands to Warner Communications. Um, and they were the ones that were actually charging people. If they found out you sang Happy Birthday mm-hmm. in any public setting they would make you pay them thousands of dollars for royalties. Um, at one point, they were earning as much as $2 million a year in licensing fees. And um, that's why so many restaurants and other places had creative birthday songs so that they didn't violate this copyright. Even uh, though everyone in the entire universe knows this song, the restaurants would do like, what, what's happy, a good birthday Happy birthday, birthday from all of us to you. Something for your food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or I wonder if your happy birthday cha-cha-cha would have even counted. Maybe by changing it enough. Just a yeah. little bit. Maybe. Um, so anyways, that was like annoying and there were many like concerns about whether or not this song actually should be in the public domain. It made its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. And then I think as of like 96 or somewhere around there, this is where I lose my history. Um, it became part of the public domain, and now you can. It's no longer twenty sixteen. Oh my god! When it became part of the public domain, so up until twenty sixteen, 
you still couldn't use this. I mean, they obviously weren't going around fining people for using it in our daily lives. But if it was used in um, television or movies, they were mm-hmm. they were having to pay to use it until 2016. Until 2016. Mm-hmm. And now they can finally sing the song that we all know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. So that's the story. Well, you want to know uh, 12 things you never knew about the Happy Birthday song? Yes. I'm desperate to know them. from Reader's Digest. Ooh. Okay. So one thing you already knew because you just told us was the original lyrics were the good morning to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the purpose of the song, the reason Patty and Millie Hilly wrote the song <laughs> was that these sisters had a, oops, sorry, my speakers are being weird. Okay. Can you still hear me? Okay. I do. Yeah. Gosh, Mercury. Gosh. Uh, the song was part of a larger project that these sisters were using to create simple music because children had limited abil- abilities and they wanted to help young children learn to sing and make music. So they were trying, it was a big project they had to try to make music more accessible to young children. Cool, huh? That's really um, cool. The first time that the actual happy birthday lyrics were written somewhere in the public domain was in 1912 in a songbook, mm-hmm. um, which was, so all of this was happening after, well, shortly before the sisters, or at least one of the sisters died. So it actually being like written and published wasn't until quite close to the end of their lives. And that's Millie. Yes, Millie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you also know that some scholars say the tune of Happy Birthday is actually a derivative of other 19th century works? So like, cute that these sisters came up with this tune to use in their classroom, but as we know, most music originates from other music, whether you realize it or not. Right. So some music scholars actually can, can um, point to previous songs that the sisters probably had heard and that that's how they came up with this including influenced by yeah yes yeah so there was um a piano company founder named horace waters had a couple different songs in uh, his like music books in 1858 that sounded quite similar including in then in 1875 he wrote a song called happy new year to all that sounded very similar mm-hmm Oh. Which then when we when you add that the the lyrics of the sister's song was so similar, maybe they maybe they were just subconsciously recreating something they'd heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh blah blah blah. These are some points that we already know about. Did you know that the happy birthday song was the first ever singing telegram? I didn't know that. In nineteen thirty three. And Western Union did not discontinue singing telegrams until 2006 and then relaunched them in 2011 as an email service where you could have like famous artists sing something to one of your loved ones and have it delivered by email singing telegram. That's really fun. This is, I think, my favorite special fact. Uh, Singing the happy birthday song may actually make birthday cake taste better. How? Well, I'm so glad you asked. A study by researchers from Harvard, ever heard of it? (laughs) 
and the University of Minnesota. Heard of it? Yeah, I have heard of that one. So these people did a study and found that using a ritual before eating heightens our enjoyment of food and helps us savor it. So that could include praying over your food or like ringing a bell or something, but you could put the happy birthday song into that same category. Oh, that one almost felt like a clickbait. I'm really glad you said it though. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was like specifically that, that tune you're going to tell me about like middle C or something. Uh, Happy birthday is likely the most frequently sung English song in the world. It's been translated, officially translated into at least 18 other languages. And that's everything I know about the birthday song. I believe it. That was like a real, that was a real staple in all of our um, language classes in high school was to learn how to say the happy birthday song in whatever language you were studying. Oh, yeah. Only to find out that that's definitely not how they say happy birthday to you in in France. Like I was like, oh, I... I now know how to say happy anniversary or whatever. And it's like, not well, because for this, because for the song, you had to find a way to say happy birthday in the right syllables, the right number. Exactly. Of yeah, exactly. So it was a real yeah. letdown to know that we weren't yeah. really even learning something about the other country. We were just doing yeah, an American Arabic, flip-flop. In Arabic, the translation is, is basically like, have a sweet year, kind person, beautiful person. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Like, it just have, sounds like nonsense. Have a nice year, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I love it. So, happy, mm. happy almost birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. And yeah. would you maybe lead us on our outro? I would be happy to. Okay. So, our outro is to reflect and project. So, we're um, we're each going to share one thing from this past lap around the sun that was either remarkable, memorable, important, interesting, etc. Um, and then something that we're um, expecting or hoping to be just the same in the coming year of our lives. So, for me, I'll get us started. Um, buying a house this year. That mm-hmm. was... Uh, I don't expect to repeat that in the next year, though. But no. I, it was... Um, very memorable, super important, and really exciting. And I'm glad I got to share that with you. Yeah, I, that was mine also. Buying a house this past year was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then also in the same category um, was going to South Africa. And that's the one that I hope to to do again is another big trip next year mm. with loved ones. Yeah. 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 What about you? Oh, gosh, there's so many things I'd like to do this next year. And I've I've already mentioned on the schmod how I'm doing my 40 before 40. So there's like a long list of stuff. Um, Uh But I guess like one thing that I expect to be remarkable, memorable, important or interesting in this coming year is uh, Thanksgiving with my family. I haven't done Thanksgiving with my family for a long time at least like not back in my hometown i don't think i can't remember the last time i had thanksgiving in my hometown yeah. and you're coming with me and i'm getting to go do that in just a couple of months here and mm-hmm. i'm really i'm really looking forward to that i think it'll be special yeah that's a really good one yeah because in like mo- kind of fairly recently one of my siblings moved back to our hometown and another sibling moved closer to our hometown so there's just a lot of us nearer by now. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be fun. 
I am. Um, yeah. I'm excited. And and um, the your sister who's hosting always makes just the best food. We're gonna best. Be, we're gonna have to bring yeah. all pants with elastic waists. I miss when we used to all live in D.C. and we could go to her house just for any holiday. She would cook such good food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks for schmodding with me, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you for sticking through all of those trials and tribulations. Oh, the the speaker. internet just like the technology doesn't want to work for me. I think I need to go on a digital fast or something. Yeah, or digital yeah. break, a sabbatical, not yeah, a fast. Some, something. Well, dear listeners, thank you for listening, even with the bad audio quality on my end. Uh, <laughs> let us know if you have a hot top suggestions, if you want to submit a response to something. You can always call or text us if you know us. You can email schmodcastthepodcast at gmail, or you can find us on Instagram. Until time, beep This has been a Rebetchel production. Proud sponsors of Rebetchel B-Day Extravaganza. Doing.